is Friday, January the 14th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by Northcore Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. So, Jeff, it's been an interesting week here. Um, Some really cold temperatures here in uh, eastern Ontario, and the market... Has been going one way anyways. <laughs> the market's just like the cold weather. It's negative. Negative negative uh, temperatures, negative prices in the markets That's right. this week. So why don't we start off with a recap of this week, Jeff, and then maybe we can get into some historical numbers that we promised you guys last yep. week. So the market this week, corn's down about $5 for this week, and corn is the star this week, being down only $5. That is true, which Soy is a beans, sad. Yeah. <laughs> Soybeans have been the star lately, but they're down uh, $15, old crop, new crop. Uh, spring wheat's down about $20 this week. And winter wheat's down uh, 15 to $20 between old crop and new crop. So um, just a negative week on prices. There are a bunch of things happening this week that, for the prices. Uh, of course, we had a big, uh, a big data dump from the USDA had planted acres for the wheat, winter wheats. It had the final corn and soybean yield until they change it again in further reports. But uh, so this this report's usually a market mover, Jeff, historically, anyways. And and was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah, it was, it was on uh, uh, Wednesday. On Wednesday, the markets didn't do a whole lot of anything. When no, it came so out. this report, a lot of years, is a big market mover. But this year, it was uh, really had minimal market response to it. The report really was uh, slightly bearish for all three of our crops here, the wheat, corn, and soybeans. They increased stock levels, year-ending stock levels. Corn yield, they kept it at that same 177 bushels, which is a new record. They increased soybean yield a little bit. Wheat planted, uh, winter wheat planted acres came in as expected. No big surprises. So without surprises, the market doesn't move. So, but it was just really slightly bearish because of some increased stocks. They played around with demand numbers for next year. Maybe they didn't increase <clears throat> ethanol usage as much as expected, but they didn't decrease corn exports as much as expected. Much same in the soybean <laughs> side too. So, really, that uh, report. What's the old saying? Much ado about nothing. But uh, I guess so. So, but regardless, we still had a negative week. So I guess maybe there's some weather news, Jeff. Always some weather news. And right now, uh, weather in south southern Brazil and uh, all of Argentina, it's been hot and dry. And they were projecting, you know, temperatures up to 100 degrees Fahrenheit down in Argentina. And, you know, no rain in the forecast till like the 11 to 15 day. And then just... Overnight, it changes that uh, the rain becomes comes in the short term forecast. And they're looking for some significant rain events, uh, yeah. one to three inches of rain, maybe more in some places in those dry areas. So, what does the market do when the weather changes? It changes. It changes. So the market <laughs> went big time negative. We've had a couple big negative days there for for soybeans. Uh, it was. Yeah, just as it, it looked like this was going to support the market, the weather, it's it pulled it back. And as we say, like soybeans were down this week, about $15 old a new crop. And then we get into the wheat. You know, uh, 
What did we say about wheat for so long here as prices were going up? It's hard to see it go so much, much higher. more higher. Yeah. yeah. How high can it go? Well, it's we know wheat now has just turned around. It's in a negative trend in prices around the world, not just North America, not just Ontario, uh, Europe, Ukraine, Russia. Wheat prices are just trending down. So even with some tighter wheat were wheat stocks around wheat prices are trending down so it's in a negative trend and i'm not sure what it's going to take to uh to well, change that trend. there must be some really positive planting or growing seasons going on like we've talked about before the wheat grows about 10 months out of the year it, it really seems like there's there's not really that much real positive news for for that side which is strange it's just that Wheat prices maybe just went too high. Sure. And they got too expensive. And the commercial market, not just in the US, but in Europe and that has just pulled back. Maybe they have enough supplies purchased that they're just not chasing the market anymore. And mm -hmm. they're letting the market come back. And uh, it's kind of funny to like, read some other analysts and they're, that's, they're saying like, there's no real big reason why wheat should pull back this far. But maybe there was no reason why it went as high as it did. So it's just in a negative trend, unfortunately, and prices are still strong, like historically strong. Look at spring wheat for this spring, this summer, $360. Like that's just, that's a big number. I remember when wheat got to $300 last year, I was so excited. Well, yeah. then it got to 400, but 360 is still a really good price. And there's winter wheat, you know, 323 closed out today for this harvest. Uh, that's still over $300 is a big price for winter wheat. But anyhow, hopefully they will rebound someday soon. Yes. So there's still more things affecting the market, though. There is. And as always, it starts with the letter C, doesn't it? Well, the big C word is hiding in the, in the background of the marketplace. We haven't <laughs> talked a lot about it lately. There have not been major purchasers from uh, the U.S., Lately, there's always, anytime they make a purchase, it seems to be big news, but uh, that phase one trade agreement that former President Trump negotiated with China, it ended here in January, and uh, I guess the numbers show that China was about 17 or $18 billion behind in their purchases, or their agreed upon purchases in that phase one trade agreement. Now, the U.S., the new president and his trade team supposedly are negotiating for China to make up those purchases, asking them to step up to the market and buy our products. Well, that would be a game changer, I think, for the marketplace. It would turn everything around real quick. Oh, like if they came into the market really with those saying here, we're going to cover those amounts, it would be a major game changer. Don't count on it. Just thought we should tell people about that it's it's out there the thing that's interesting though is they're 17 million dollars short of of what they said they would do billion dollars sorry billion but look at the market prices still like market prices are still very very attractive it's just amazing how strong so um, you know we'll get into that just in a minute here and really there's one last thing this week which has been a negative on prices was our canadian dollar and yeah. So let's see, why would our Canadian dollar get stronger? Usually oil. Well, that's that's the, the catch-all. Oil prices are definitely stronger. And the oil, like through this pandemic here, they 
one day they'll say, oh, they're worried about supply overtaking demand and, you know, how much less oil or gas are going to burn and stuff. And so oil prices will go down. But then a few days later, oil prices come back. Where I think oil prices were at uh, like a three, four month high on them. Our dollars up there again that way, a three or four month high. That's affected basis prices this week, which affects bottom line dollars to our customers. So, so that's really the this week's uh, market. Lots of stuff affecting the market this week, as always, but maybe this week even more. So I did say last week on the podcast that I would talk just a little bit about prices, his prices from the last year. So if we get into uh, looking at them, Dolores, uh, I'll just point out a few highlights on corn. So spot corn, January of 2021, started out just under $250. Here it is this year, spot corn is at $290 in January of uh, 2022. So what happened over that market? You know, like we, the market came uh, really strong last spring. Yeah. I remember $300 for spot corn last spring. Oh, and then uh, above. And really what drove that, that was the uh, the drought in uh, Brazil. They had, yep. oh, their corn crops, their second corn crop was really damaged by drought. And I think the, I remember reading like the, the Chicago board price was up like 21 days out of 22 or something back there in the spring. It was, uh, yeah really bounced up you know where spot corn in then in the summer here went up to like 340 dollars i look at the prices here we'd written down and there was a bit of a shortage for the eastern ontario market last uh, late last summer mm -hmm. and that so that really drove prices and or at least a perceived shortage of corn end up there was more corn around than what uh, a lot of people thought but that did help to drive prices so it really went up and so the new crop prices, so like harvest prices, you know, they started last January for this past harvest at $220. We went up to, you know, in uh, June at our customer day. What was the number we offered at our customer day? I think it was like $285. $285, you know, like that was a high up to then. And then uh, that price ended up uh, really, well, it never got pushed over but it, it got matched here right during harvest this year or late in the harvest late harvest late like harvest. December, I think. and again we look at uh, corn prices go up in harvest which is almost like unheard of unheard of like yeah. it's just incredible mm -hmm. really especially with a record corn crop being harvested in the u.s and china not buying and china not being a major purchaser so it was uh what was, you know, it was really amazing that, but there was one real big thing that helped corn prices this fall. I think that was the ethanol blend, but also I think the the volatility in the fertilizer market has really affected our prices as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really, input costs don't affect output uh, farther in prices, but the ethanol one is the, that's just driven corn in the U.S. Ethanol and then, uh, it's the ethanol demand is really like they had record ethanol profits in their grind in November, I think, early December. That really helped support the corn price going into harvest. 
you know, so we went from early in the year, corn price supported by weather in South America, some weather concerns in the U.S. growing season. There always is some somewhere in the U.S., but uh, it was South America and then the ethanol demand. And so now price is staying strong. Like, you know, look at that, $290 for corn. Harvest corn for next year, two, <laughs> near $270. Great number. So, so corn's had some things supporting it. Let's take a quick peek at soybeans because that's one that uh, we do get some larger swings. So, soy, spot soybeans started last year in January, $580. Now, this year they're at $617. We had some big swings up there, you know, like in... Uh, up to almost like seven, 700 and over a little over $710 yeah, like in, in, hit in, uh, what in was May. That? In May, yeah. And, you know, what? so remember what was driving soybeans? It was China back then. China was buying everything. Things yeah. were going to China. U.S. was exporting lots of beans. Uh, you know, they'd used up the supply from South America. They were into the U.S. And then shortly, you know, later on, they just kind of got out of that market. And they quit buying very much from the U.S. And they never really stepped up this fall in their purchases from the U.S. So, no. you know, prices did kind of fall back. Like we had a harvest price here. I know I sold some extra soybeans at harvest this year, $550. There, you know, right in November. Yeah. And uh, I was happy with that price, $550. But, Geez, lo and behold, once again, two years in a row, the prices have gone up strong at harvest. Mm -hmm. You know, that now that we're up to that almost 620, I think it, it peaked up at $630 here at a storage just a little while ago. And what's been the big supporter on uh, for soybean prices? The it's been soybean meal. Soybean meal demand in the U.S. And you know, we've talked about this before. Dwight and I really get into it here on uh, why the soybean demand so strong in the U.S., but it's, that is is staying strong. So with, with that soybean demand being strong in the U.S., this market has shown they don't even need China to be the, the dry ball. They mm -hmm. still need China using up some world supplies, some U.S. supplies, but whole pile of supplies out of South America. But if we have that demand in the U.S. for the soybean meal... I that's, think that's really empowering for our market. Oh, it's just uh, such a positive... It's such a positive that, you know, I was reading today, too, about how uh, what's going to happen in the acreage battle. And that's a discussion for another time on because uh, soybeans are cheaper to, to grow than corn. Yeah. We'll probably be talking about the acreage battle all the way until June. Oh, year. big time. And never this summer, I should say. <laughs> you've already talked a little bit about uh, fertilizer prices. So, anyhow, we've had some big volatility in the last year. Uh, more volatility. The last two years. Yep. Yeah, more volatility than... Maybe historically we have seen, and a lot of that volatility caused by outside events, outside of normal supply, demand, and weather. Yeah. The normal things that affect our marketplace, It's it, there's definitely new things that are well, affecting had, our marketplace we've had COVID, more than normal. We never even got into where COVID has affected this yes, in exactly. times because it's too many places. But anyhow, anybody has any questions, wants to talk about what went on the last couple of years, we just thought we'd have a... Give a Coles note summary of that, and uh, yep. they can give us a call anytime. And we uh, remember this. Unfortunately, was a negative week. Hopefully, next week will the markets will something will happen. We'll turn them around. And speaking of next week, next Monday is Martin Luther King Day in the states, so the markets will be closed. 
Um, but they will be open again on Tuesday at 9.15 or 9.30, somewhere in there. <laughs> our markets are, or our markets, our office is open on Monday. It is. So yeah. if you want to call and talk to someone, we'll be here to answer your call. Anytime, anytime. So anyhow, everybody have yourself a great week and we'll uh, look forward to talking to you again next week. Yep. Thanks for tuning in and hope everyone has a great weekend. Bye for now. Stay safe.